Hello and welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, Scott. Me, PJ. And me, Ron. Cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on. <laughs> be cool if the music came out of the can. <laughs> remember those little dancing cans that you used to get? Oh, I God, remember those? those? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the Billy Bass fish. There's like a. Oh, that was yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that was much later though. Yeah, yeah Billy Bass is a very derivative of the dancing can. Yeah, I know. They yeah. all they were an evolution, a constant evolution. Hey, uh, we uh, right, okay. We have a new feature. We have a new feature. Are you gonna write? Are you gonna write some music for the new feature? Yeah, it's going to go... Something with something with the tuba. It's really... I mean, the important thing about this new feature is we handled it with delicacy... And sensitivity. sensitivity. And it's about us being three fat bastards. Well, it's not about that. No, it's just me and you and Scott. Right, so, yeah. We talked a few weeks ago about wanting to lose weight. Yeah. And wanting to take better care of ourselves. Oh, no, no, no. I just want to lose weight. Okay. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy. Otherwise, losing weight is all I want to do. Because I, I want things to fit me a bit better. I just, basically, it's a way for me not to buy new clothes again. I'd like that too. I'd like to be able to get into a lot of the a lot of the old band t-shirts that I have from 15 okay. years ago. I'd love to be able to wear my Descend shirt and not have like have it not past my navel. All right. <laughs> I'm, I have a lot of... I, so what are we calling this new feature? Um, wait and see. Oh, I like that. Do you like that? Yeah, yeah I do okay, like then. that. Right, okay. I, I, I just, just came off the top genius, of my head there. That so. Genius, yeah. all right, fair yeah. enough. That was a good When the universe speaks. Yeah, through you, yeah. then that's the way to go. Um, so we, we've all gathered at, uh, at my house to weigh ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I have one of those I, I fancy Wi-Fi skills. I grabbed Ron's boob and went, way! <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've fancy Wi-Fi scales, so whenever we stand on it, it will identify who it is and how fat they are. And listener, this is very confusing because <laughs> these scales do not know what the fuck's going on. Oh, they, they'll know from now on. Okay. Yeah. So, very, yeah, no, they're very good. So, yeah, so, I mean, people expressed concern yes. about how we're going to deal with this. Yes. Uh, it, it is a serious issue for some people where they have um, body dysmorphia issues and they have issues about their, their bodies and their weight. and Yeah. And we want to try and uh, not trigger those. Uh, yeah, and hand, handle this as 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 delicately as we can, but also still try and have still try to wring every ounce of laughter that we can. <laughs> <out of it. laughs> yeah, I'm a lot of fun there. I think the first the first thing is I I don't I mean I this is about the the weight that I am is about me and only about me. I I you know it's a, it's about me and it's not about how others perceive me it's not it's it's that i would like to be there's a there's a, a size of and shape of my body that is in my head of what i should look like and yeah. have always looked like and yeah. it doesn't match anymore the way, the way that my body is anymore like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and i and i've always had this theory that some people suit a larger body and a larger frame and some yes. people don't yeah. and and i i don't think i particularly do i cert, uh, certainly uh, I think there's things that are... That what's the matter? I'm just looking at the graph of my weight. I weighed myself on Thursday. <laughs> and I weighed myself today. And I've already been on the diet. <laughs> but according to those scales, I've gained four fucking pounds in two, in two days. <laughs> now, there is an element of 
it's depending where you place them on the floor. Oh yeah, skills skills are skills like are plus or minus yeah. two pounds depending on where the yeah. fuckers are. So yeah. we have to weigh ourselves at the exact same place, place. every, yeah, every week. week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah. Like that, now, to be, to that's be, disheartening. To be fair, that's, yeah. How, mu- how much? How how many pints is a tin of Diet Coke? Well, I mean, I'm, I kind of wonder what, what, when, what, what when, my when have you been are? weighing yourself? Normally? Yeah, do you normally weigh yourself naked in the morning? Really naked. Because <laughs> well, that's the thing. Imagine like, me naked and then get really much more naked. Shaved, <laughs> and then imagine me shaved naked. Because you're supposed to weigh yourself in the morning. Yeah, you're not supposed to weigh yourself at night. Which it's it's like half past nine here whenever yeah. we're doing this because. You've been retaining God knows what throughout the whole day. You're supposed to do it in the morning time, so it, it, you know that's going to w- come it's in not, as well. It's and not perfect. I think I think the the, the important thing is we're making it's not a effort. scientific system. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we're putting the effort in. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, there's a reason why professional athletes use literally weights on a on a scale, like an analog shifting weights to one side or the other, and not an electronic I just thought scale. It was look cool. Yeah, that yeah. Is, well, that's no, true I as well. The, I, I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think the way those machines work is there's a kind of it's about electrical resistance on the bend of, yeah. of a piece of metal. So as that metal bends more, the resistance that that, that yeah. has, is, it decreases or increases, and they're measuring that electrical resistance. And so if you've got a magnet in your pocket, I don't know what that does to <laughs> you. I mean, my theory is I've got too many magnets in my pocket. <laughs> I shouldn't carry all those magnets all the you time. You really should just pay for that vasectomy. <laughs> So right, okay. So I was so, yeah. saying, I was saying. So my particular body shape is, I, and there's like three. There's endomorphic and and all these different ectomorphic, th- ectomorphic, and all yeah. these different shapes. And I'm not. I do not suit a skinny look. I am not a skinny person. I don't want to be a skinny person. What I don't particularly suit is all of the weight that I pick up tends to go straight to my stomach. Yes, that's exactly. I'm and, exactly the same and way. And so when I walk past Preach somewhere, it. when I walk <laughs> past somewhere, I see the stomach approaching first of all and yeah. I think, look at that look at that belly and and it's me and I kind of go, oh, this is not this is not. I don't recognize myself. Yeah. And when I when I was doing the the acting um and they took photos and stuff. I was like going, "Oh, I don't. I, that doesn't look. I don't recognize myself, and I, I don't like that. I don't I mean, enjoy that, that." That was the same thing for me. I mean, I was, I was doing that show last week, and I was editing the the, the DVD of it this week. You know, I didn't. Mm. I got someone else to film film me, and I wasn't on the stage until the very end of the walk down. Mm. And I was looking at going, "Who's this fat fucker lumbering down the middle?" <laughs> and lumbering was the verb in my. <laughs> The came came to mind, yeah. And I looked at myself, and I was like, "Oh God, I am, I am massive." Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. But I'm, you suit a certain larger frame. Yeah, but whenever I was younger, I was known for being like ridiculously skinny. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I have, I have skinny form. Okay. <laughs> so form. I just built on that for yeah. years and years. I, I've just been on a continuum since I was like eighteen. Yeah. Um. You know, once once my body was kind of like dumb of puberty and yeah. and burning calories at a ridiculous rate, I just kind of gradually went yeah. up. So now I'm kind of looking at myself, going, "Well, let, let, let's talk about what we we are." If if that's okay, okay. I'm but, I'm okay with that. So I mean, the the scale there just spat out a. No, I, I have got the seven pounds at the minute. Um, let me just change. We we are all different heights. That's the other thing. We're all very different yeah. sizes. So, uh, in in the UK, the, the standard way people tend to measure themselves is in stones and pounds. Um, I I've been trying to track this in po- just pounds because, in my head, that's a number that can just go down without having to have yeah. gradations in between. But for the sake of stone uh, measurements, uh, I'm twenty stone point seven. Twenty point seven stone. So that, that's that's heavy. I mean, you know, by anyone's metric, that's that's yeah. a heavy person. So I'm trying to get down 
to like 12. 12, now, yeah. That's a long stretch. I mean, that, yeah. that's probably unrealistic, but I'm just going to keep on going until yeah. until I pass out. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. that's a healthy way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> I, I believe so, yeah. And what uh, do you want what do you want to do? Like what 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 is your what's my goal? Yeah, no, what, what is yeah, what, what, what is your, what is your plan? I mean, okay. If you'd asked me 10 years ago, it would be I, I want to be in a band again and I want to be able to jump around on stage and not yeah. feel like the stage is going to collapse. Yeah. Um, really, it's... No, I mean, I feel like if you just did that anyway, you'd be all right. I mean, yeah. you would, that would help you lose weight. It well, wouldn't be... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um, th- this is definitely more of a disaster prevention measure. Than, yeah, okay. I mean... We've talked before about how you're convinced you're going to have a stroke. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I say that with complete another certainty. You know, I, yeah. I think I will have a stroke someday. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather well, have it while you're skinny. I'd, I'd rather defer <laughs> defer that, you know. Okay. Um. So yeah, that that's my my main reason. Well, what is, what is what, health, what what I what I meant more was what, what is your plan for the How weight, for the it? weight loss? Well, How oh, are you so going? Okay. We go. Well, we go right there. Okay. Okay. Well, this is this is where I've I've kind of you're I, the tallest of us. I'm I'm the tallest of it, but I'm also the the smallest weight and weight wise. Just yeah. say it. Just use the word. It, yeah. Well, you're the skinniest. Yeah. And that's why I had a bit of trepidation coming in with this because I, to, I, if I put myself in some decent fitting clothes, I'm nobody's gonna nobody's gonna look at me and think that I need to lose any weight. I, I, I think, think out of every group, you know, there's always one that people say he's the hot one. <laughs> Scott's the hot one. <laughs> <laughs> now that's like saying in the last episode we said, Ron, you're the games expert of this group. <laughs> Scott's the As hot a one. Band, we're all our <laughs> I mean, is PJ the funny one, and I'm like the two guys at the back? <laughs> <laughs> or am I the funny one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this isn't so much for me about weight loss um, as it is for gaining health. I don't want to be out of breath anymore. <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. I am not a large man, but I am horrendously unhealthy yeah. in terms of the things that I can do and the physical activity that I can do before I'm fucking busted. And having a two-year-old son yeah. just amplifies how. Have you I, not I, discovered? Like, I mean, the first thing I taught my kids was the brilliant games, like. Daddy's having a nap. <laughs> um, I, the, the best game I ever invented was Let's Play Spaceships. We go under the blankets in the bed, and I pretend to be a space captain, and they're space cadets, and I go, we're taking off. Someone get me a pillow. <laughs> and then I do, a, I do a countdown while we were lying in bed. <laughs> I would go, five, no. four. Oh, no, you know, we better check. There's an aliens outside. They'd get out of bed and run around for a minute. And I go, and now we lift off. And then I just batter the bed like so the bed would bounce around but the whole thing would be me lying down on my back the entire no. time tomorrow we're playing daddies in a coma <laughs> <laughs> no uh, Ralphie wouldn't stand for that shit no, he no. he's like let's play me let's play I'll push you over oh. and you get back up again immediately no, God, no 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 um yeah so having a having a two-year-old and just running around the place with him playing it's soft play things rescuing him from the fucking top of something you just realize how massively unhealthy yeah i am um i've uh, as part of my um anxiety mental health um kind of self-care thing Mm -hmm. i feel like i have to get myself into better shape Shape. um my i have a very high resting heart rate that's 
probably to do with... What, what not, is your very high resting heart rate? My, my heart rate sits somewhere between 70 and 90. Is that high? It's not like... What's low? Like it's, I think Ron, Ron's checking his. What's yours? Well, Su- Susie's often checked my heart rate just to see what I'm doing. Just and to see if you're still it's alive. Like, it's like 53 <laughs> or something. Like it's yeah, 53. My check, yeah, mine I, today, I've got the resting 53. heart rate of like a you're a athlete. fucking athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me! But it's like my body's just going. Hold on, he ain't doing shit. <laughs> I can, I can, lads, we can sit this one out. Three of you valves don't even have to pump. I'll just take this one on myself. I, I don't think this guy needs what? any oxygen. Okay, d- what is your what is your resting heart rate as we fucking I, sit I'm, here? I'm trying to bring it up now. Yeah, I'm, my, I'm, no, I'm laughing at the minute, so I'm, it's gonna. Be yeah, okay. Right I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna relax. Not quite mine. resting. It's yeah, not quite resting. Yeah, it's said, it's, it said three minutes ago it was sixty three. Fuck me, mine's eighty six. No, that's quite high. So, <laughs> I have a high rest and heart that rate. Blood higher up. But, I mean, than the rest of us. Ron's not that much shorter than me. No, that's true. But uh, so, forty-three. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so you need to get checked for something. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like the Himalayas. That's less than once a second. The Himalayas are <laughs> really impressive. Pass out if my heart <laughs> didn't beat more than once a second. <laughs> I'm just slow moving your geography. <laughs> Total Do you know those, those myths about giants that lie down and turn into mountains? That's Ron. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> laid there and he becomes part of the sofa. <laughs> so I, 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 well, I, it, said, it said it jumped to 83 one minute ago. Oh, yeah. right, okay, okay. So it's, it's wildly fluctuating. <laughs> that, I think that's how strokes happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, I think it was sometimes 40, sometimes 97, then maybe that might be a problem, yeah. You um, want consistency there? So your 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 health issue really isn't about weight so much as about no I I, I mean I, I according to my BMI I am on the unhealthy side I don't, of, I, I'm of not particularly a fan of BMI I don't think it tells no, you very uh, much useful. I like the earlier records <laughs> <laughs> so it's more about health and if I can shave a little bit off um and what's your weight what's your my weight, weight? hold on I'll blow it up a little bit again. but this is the this is the thing that we were talking about the sensitivity about giving the numbers and stuff yes because I, I'm I'm very conscious now that what I say was I am twenty stone and seven and point seven and that's really fat. And if someone's listening to this and they and they hear that and go, oh, Jesus, I didn't know that was fat I'm like, well one, you should have known that was fat. <laughs> but two, that that might prompt them into f- feelings of anxiety. Yeah, and, like and, and I don't think anybody uh, like not everyone is as robust as I am. I mean, about <laughs> uh, and, and I mean that I mean fat. that in every way. I mean, I I'm fairly secure with who I yeah. am, yeah, um, mentally and physically. Yeah, you know? I'm I know what I am. Yeah, but not everyone would hear that number and feel good about themselves. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Want, I mean, that's why I'm, I kind of I tried to make the point. I think that that this is about me. This yeah. is yeah, not this about is anyone about else. It's about yeah. me. The, I mean, the weight thing is about me. Your weight thing is about you, and your weight thing is about you. Yeah. And and the weight that I am um, is is higher than I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And but not. I don't care about anyone else. I don't. You know. No. I I, yeah. I don't. I'm not here to say everyone should be this weight or that weight. It's you know. Whatever you're happiest with, and whatever you know, you feel comfortable. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Cause I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy if you want to exclude numbers from the game and just say I, d- I don't how relatively a... happy you are with your progress. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I feel like the num- I mean, having done diets before where my numbers never change week to week, I'm not. I feel like let's let, you know. I don't mind saying what it is, but it's going to get boring very quickly if it doesn't change. If it does, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could. We could do it just as as in how we're feeling, plus or minus. 
about it. <laughs> yeah, plus yeah, or okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that, okay. That's better if we just say we're plus or minus. Okay, for the... so right now okay. I'm at zero R, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so we'll go, we'll go back. Uh, do you want to do you want to cut do you want to cut your number out of the out of no, the show, no, well. or do you want to keep it in? Because we've already we've... look. We'll we'll just we'll, we just, we'll, we'll we put are. it down to a standard raw slip of the tongue and just say look, it's in there. I don't mind. Okay, but it's a uh, okay. It's gonna have to yeah from week from week to week. There for now, we'll just we'll just this be plus. We'll talk about progress. and not so much. This is about us. It's not about anyone else. I'm not I'm not saying oh we saw a whole bunch of people and they do. Awful. Well, it's not about that. It's no. about. It's not even like I'm long. I'm long even... past like the 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 beach bod season and giving a shit about any of that stuff. I do not care about how I look in clothes or anything like that. I'm I don't not even f- fussed about how I look naked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel healthy. Neither am I. Yeah. And, that's, <laughs> and I and that's not that's not a particularly good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's nothing to do with weight, though. Feeling no, healthy. It, no, it's, it's not. It's absolutely weight. not. If I stayed, you can still feel pretty damn healthy. If I got my fucking rest and heart rate down to whatever the fuck Ron doing over there and stayed exactly the same weight, yeah. I'd be delighted. But that's more. I mean, that that explains a lot, though. That explains a lot about Ron's general what? kind of sloth, like uh, sitting there doing nothing. It's, it's very easy to feel relaxed if you're me. <laughs> It's like empty your mind. It's already empty. It's uh, calm yourself down, Ron. I've been calm. Okay. I'll get it down <laughs> to twenty if you, if you just give me a sec. <laughs> well, what I'm what I'm gonna do um, is there's a, there's a there's a scheme, and if you go to your doctor and talk about uh, and talk about it with them, they'll put you on this scheme. And I think it's uh, a, I've, a, I've done this a brilliant idea. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna talk about yeah. already. There's a thing called I the Healthwise scheme. Mm-hmm. If you go to your doctor and you have one of a list of about 12 kind of not not serious medical conditions, but not like there's there's obviously there's heart conditions and those sorts of things that are on there. But there's also being overweight, diabetes, depression, anxiety, um, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things are on there as well. So there is a myriad of yeah. um, of things that are on there that you could talk to your doctor about. What you get from your doctor is a three month uh, free gym membership with appointments with a personal trainer free stuff with yes. a free gym well i'm getting some of that and you get to pick a gym that's in and your can area you sell it to someone else no. for, <laughs> for burgers <laughs> um you can't, it's frowned upon yeah. <laughs> um so I, I got recommended this because of my uh my anxiety um and i am finally going to take them up on it, I've got a the gym which is just out the back of where I work. Mm-hmm. So I am going to start. Have, um, you, have you been to the gym and talked to them? Have you? No, I haven't been yet. They, they I've been referred okay. to, uh, to them, so I'm going to. I have to go down and do all that because stuff first. I I got this. I got a uh, three months at my gym, which is just around the corner from yeah. here. But um, I I found that they were really kind of reluctant and disinterested in the whole uh, personal trainer side of things. That, right. Okay. Um. Uh, and I would go and chat to them and see if they will uh, see if they're up for the that side of thing first. Because if you if you don't know anything about you using a gym or yeah. or what's the most effective way to do yeah. anything, then you're just kind of left and you just feel like a dick sitting riding around on, on you know on, on the bike on the bike or yeah, doing yeah, the yeah. rowing machine or something. Yeah. like that. I mean, and even if they were even on, if on they... the plus side though, that's better than not doing anything. Well, yes, but I, I get very disheartened. I mean, yeah. I'm I think I. Whenever I went, whenever I do things like this, I need someone there to kind of give a shit what I'm doing. Yeah, because I will quit. Oh, I'll quit. I'll quit hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if there's no one 
there going, you know, come on, work harder, do this. I won't. I I want to please that person. You yeah. Know? I mean, I need daddy. I need daddy to come <laughs> down and basically make me feel bad for not, you know, yeah. for not giving him. We're gonna get that you know? heart rate above twenty six. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, so I'll yeah, I'll speak to them about that. I mean, even if they just, even if they aren't interested and they do like one session to take me around and yeah, like I mean, give from, me, from give the, the gym's really point of view, it's the, gym's a, the gym expensive. is expensive, but that's a, you know, from I, the gym's point of view, this is a win because they get someone in doing a free trial for three months, and if they get them into it, yes, I don't know why they wouldn't push the personal trainer thing yes. because that's, that's and the an personal trainer is them. the most because you pay for your gym membership and yeah. then you pay for the personal trainer on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know why they're not like. It's like the it's like the free Netflix thing. It's like you know, if you want to keep going with this, yeah, you got to come back and we'll we, we can keep doing this, but you got to pay. So I think that yeah, hopefully they're they're a bit more up for it. Um, but you can go to your doctor and just uh, and just say, look, I want to do this. Look look it up online. It'll give you all the things if you think you're you, eligible. Would you consider even just going running or something? With with, with I someone? did about two years ago. Yeah, about two years ago, I started doing couch to five k. Um and I got about three weeks in, and about four k away, and about yeah, and a good <laughs> and a good bit away. I mean, uh, to be honest, at the end of that three weeks, I was supposed to be at the end of plan three, week yeah. three, whatever you want to talk you, about. You, I was still on plan one. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, because I knew that I wasn't. If I, I was like, if I if I go up to plan two and I don't yeah. get it, I'll be disheartened and I'll stop. Yeah, it's really. I find it really hard to get motivated. When it's just me, would you do couch to five k? I have a problem with cardio, um, and it's it's just a it's just a weird so anything that involves your heart moving well, faster than forty. Well, I mean, yeah, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I had a heart condition when I was a child. Okay, I had like a uh, regular heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about this with my mother earlier today because I had I had this corrected via surgery in my like mid twenties. But but they you know the doctor discovered it and said you've got a, a regular heartbeat and I went to my mother and I said I've got a regular heartbeat she said oh yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had that when you were born uh, and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of things in my life fell into place because yeah. I used to whenever oh, that whenever explains I, why they didn't take me to Disney well it, 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 it <laughs> explains Wasn't why to travel <laughs> <laughs> I used to um, whenever we did games in school I had to run around and all yeah. my heart would beat and I felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest yeah. it, it, it beat so hard and it was painful. Yeah, and I would say to the the teacher, he'd be like, "Shut up, I'm nothing. Keep running." You know, <laughs> and because my mother had never thought to say, "Oh, he's got a regular heartbeat," you know, yeah, that, that no, ever, everyone thought I was spoofing. You know, yeah. so when it, it sort of felt like vindication, whenever the doctor was like, "You know, you, you've got a problem, with your heart," and I was like, "Yes," <laughs> but I still carry around this fear uh, of no, whenever whenever, to you. whenever my heart goes really really fast, it feels terrifying to me i have well, i my, have exactly the same my um that's part of the anxiety yeah um that my, i've had for the last i you know. <laughs> go on then part of he's got on. the conch um no he's i have it i have exactly the same thing um and i have had it for probably 15 years yeah and that's why it was a big deal to do the running last year and then it was a bigger deal whenever i stopped and having the anxiety yeah. come back and stuff like that it's it's horrendously uncomfortable to have my heart elevated, yeah. Yeah. which is, but that's why I don't like the fact that my rest and heart rate is so high as well, because yeah. th- th- you still get that in the quieter moments and in, in bed when you're lying and there's no, you know, there's no TV, there's yeah. no phone or whatever. That's when you suddenly realize you're like, Oh, my heart's going pretty See, fast. When your heart, cause I, I like, right. What I was going to say is my brother died when he was 26, uh, of what, 
I think it would now be described as sudden adult death syndrome, okay. which is generally perceived to be a heart problem. Yeah. Um, and and because of that, I I went when I was about twenty seven to get all sorts of checkups for yeah. for my heart and stuff, and nothing appeared to be wrong. Yeah. But apparently, that's not uncommon. Yeah. Because it's a condition that happens to athletes as much as anything. Yeah. It's a lot um, of footballers have yeah. died on the pitch. Yeah. From, so from I'm well. Things, but yeah. so when I was younger, and, and I did the couch to five k thing before, and it was like. I can't run too fast, just in case. I just don't in, know. Yeah. I don't but if know you've had the tests, the, the, if you've had the tests and stuff done, yeah. Um, I again going back to all this stuff. I did. I had a a heart ultrasound. Yeah. I had a twenty four hour EKG mm-hmm. trace. I did the treadmill test. Yeah, I did, did that. You carry around the weed tape recorder and all. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah like, I had one of those. Yeah. yeah, like full belt on around the thing with this big pack that hung around my waist like a oh, bum I think bag. I might have done that as well. Yeah, just kept it on for twenty four hours. That whenever I went to do my treadmill test that I had to go to the city hospital mm-hmm. they have to the shave your chest because they shave my chest yeah they shave my chest as well crop um, circles left yeah. there for ages so whenever I uh, I was planning this out in my head I was like right I don't know if, what if they don't have changing rooms I don't want to run in jeans so I'll put I don't want to turn up to the hospital in shorts though because that'll look weird so what I'll do is I'll put shorts on under my jeans mm-hmm. and then if they don't have like a changing room or something like that I'll just, you know, whip my jeans off and the, mm-hmm. the shorts are on there and that, that, that'll be fine. And then when I got there, they were running late and I, I was about 20 minutes sitting in the waiting room and then they called me in. And as soon as I walked in, an incredibly attractive nurse started taking my T-shirt off and <laughs> rubbing my chest down with a baby wipe Okay. and then started shaving my chest and every thought went out of my head. Was he taller than you? <laughs> so the next thing, she had clipped the belt around my waist yeah. with all the things on it stuck the pads to my chest and was ushering me towards the treadmill and i was like oh i have boxers and shorts on under this these heavy jeans you look very yeah. good son so do i yeah <laughs> so they ushered me onto the treadmill and as soon as i started running the sweat was pissing out of me because i was wearing three fucking layers and the piss was sweating out of you yeah anyway um so yes, I've had all the, all of those done as well, and even though I'm aware that there, are, they've told me that there is nothing wrong with my heart, it doesn't stop the panic setting in whenever I get a, a heart rate that's above. You well, know, see what what whatever. I was going to say is if you if you're prepared to do the couch to five k again, we should do that. We should do it together. Yeah, and no, it doesn't even necessarily have to be together. Together, it can be. And wrong gets left out. Again. I know, but, but that's but that's why I was asking: Would you do it? Yeah, and why I, would you not? You I'd know, probably be more interested in doing wits and things like that really yeah just because that's that that's something i feel is less terrifying to me you know? yeah uh, the other problem is my shitty ankles okay <laughs> oh of course yeah, so, yeah yeah um like i broke my ankle a while ago obviously. oh yeah that's right um, yeah. and I, and I now walk around gingerly like an old man you know okay every curb is a potential it is, it is, it is weird like as you get, as you get older work, and yeah. you hurt yourself and and those parts of you that you hurt don't recover ever yeah. again, and that you become more ginger, yeah. gingerly kind of avoiding things and going, oh, I don't want to do that just in case. I'm, I'm more interested in doing, like, I'm going to go, if I'm going to get this gym thing for free, then I'm going to go and use it. Um, the couch to 5K thing, If I maybe if I can get my, my fitness up a bit, I'd be interested in doing it, but something like yoga or... Uh, something like that is something I'm more interested yeah, in. Something, me too. That, something that I can do. Go to a couple of classes and get the basics, and then be able to do in the house without yeah. having to get a whole bunch of I've, equipment. I've, I've and heard a lot of people talk about doing yoga and stuff, and it's yeah. never. I've never kind of thought. 
I could do that. But no, uh, there's. Uh, it doesn't seem to me like it's a thing that makes you get any fitter. But I mean, only that, that's that's a surface that's, reading of it. That's yeah. Not, I, I, I know. I know. I know a lot of people who who swear by it, and especially for people who have a sedent, sedentary mm-hmm. lifestyle or a work lifestyle. Yeah. Right here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be very, very good. Um, what <laughs> um, if it makes you feel any better, and you don't want some kind of um, uh, spiritual yogi on YouTube mm-hmm. kind of teaching you yeah. how to do these things? A lot of my friends have been um, passing around a DVD, mm-hmm. um, a yoga DVD by the WWF wrestler Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> okay. Um, he runs a retreat from his house for recovering uh former form no former wrestlers who are drug addicts okay um he runs a uh surprisingly large venn diagram th- there's yeah there is a like there it's basically a circle yeah it's basically the like most wrestlers are have been on drugs at some point in their life um but he so he has released these diamond dallas page ddp yoga mm-hmm. things and this guy is huge like he is a massive beast of a man yeah um but he swears by yoga he 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 thinks it is the the absolute business, and they've been passing around this DVD. So I'm going to get um, a copy of that. Um, maybe maybe they c- it could be put onto some sort of centralized server some, system, some sort of network storage. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's something I am very interested in trying. Yeah, well, I, I would. I mean, I would like to lose weight, uh, and I would like to get fitter. I'm sort of between you two. I would like to yeah. do both. I would like to do both. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm kind of. I, I get to this weight that I am now, and it's always the heaviest I normally get, I, I get to. And and I kind of, it's just food is my problem. I just like food. And I, we did, we did and I, Annette and I did a diet about 10 years ago, and I got down. I'm sort of about, I don't mind talking about the weight that I am. I don't think it's outlandish, and I, but I'm short, so this weight. Given the height is is quite. So I don't need to qualify it. Well, okay, it's about four. I'm fourteen five according to the scales because I'm fu- I'm fully dressed. Normally it's fourteen. <laughs> yeah, those long johns yeah, do they? There, long johns are short. Um, uh, but that's about that's the point where I start feeling I I can see you know consciously. It's uh, that's where I I struggle to get, reach down for things and yeah. uh, I, you know I'm I start losing things in folds. Where I've got extra folds and stuff. I just yeah. stop reaching to everything. If I, if I drop something, that's where it stays. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it isn't coming back up again. I need one of those claws on a stick. But there's, I mean, and, and like, you know, I don't know, like personal hygiene gets more difficult because it's sort of difficult you've, you've got to new reach. There's, there's cliffs and crevices and things in your body that never used to be there. And you're yeah. kind of like going, oh, I didn't even know that bit was there. And now it's like, it's got things lodged in it like a pen or uh, you know. <laughs> you're talking the underbelly flap underbelly flap between legs and yeah. underneath uh, uh, the that's crotch. where i tend to keep a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> just sort of tuck one in there in the morning um but i yeah i just i just generally feel a bit and i, I, and I am out of breath when i you know i do anything yeah my, anything uh, the, my house is three floors if yeah. i if i get into the car in the morning and i forgot something upstairs that is it's staying there. Yeah, it's like, well, I, I, I guess I can manage without my glasses. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> but, but the thing, like, or when, get Hannah to throw them out the window to me. Chuck we, Ralphie down. <laughs> when, when I did the diet about ten years ago, we, we did weight. What? I know we did Slimming World, and I lost oh, a number of stone. I went down to about twelve stone. But my lightest I've ever been has been eleven stone, which okay. is still not, according to the BMI, it's still not perfect. But that's the lightest I've ever been, and that's sort of. 
12 stone suits my body shape and suits yeah. my height. It's, it's kind of, I don't need to go lighter than that. That's kind of the perfect amount, um, which is so what is what li- I'd like to get back to a 12. I, and I don't mind. I mean, I'm nearly 50. I'm coming up to 50 in a couple of years. So it's like, I mean, I'm not going to be 11 stone. I don't care about that. But I would yeah. like to be at a reasonable weight. Um, yeah. You know. Well, like, what's your what's your uh, what's your problem? What's it? What? Yeah, is that is that is Food, that the biggest? And I'm lazy, and, 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 yeah, and, and like and I, it's, it's it's the difficulties. We've got four people to feed. Um, I have to make things for them. It used to be that my big problem was I just eat everything else, you know, because the kids were having that. I'd go, well, I'll have that as well. Yeah. Now the problem is that because I, I'm the only one eating gluten free stuff, if I buy a gluten free pizza, I have to eat all the gluten free <laughs> pizza because there's no, you know, no one else is going to eat it. Yeah, and there's um, no reheating those there. There. Yeah, well, I mean, there's barely any heating. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're not great the first time around. <laughs> so uh, you do find yourself. I snack a lot. Yeah, I, I, I look, snack I aggressively. Five chocolate bars. And if I have five chocolate bars, I eat yeah. four if there's four. Yeah, six if there's six. Yes. That's yeah. just the way it goes. I, I there. But I can be really disciplined when I'm on a diet and I'm of the right mind. Like the, the when when I lost the weight before. Uh, so we've done Slim World on Weight Watchers, and uh, they, they have slightly different systems. I kind of prefer the Slim World, but Annette keeps Hannah, going Weight Hannah Watchers. Pref- Hannah much prefers the, the Slim World. Yeah, I find uh, the Slim uh, World were better because they were like an adventure game. They, you yeah. could, <laughs> you, you'd basically figure out ways It's basically to like an RPG. System. An yeah. RPG. You're looking at the numbers going, right, I've had two of those, so that leaves I've got six left I over. Remember, I remember one evening. Roll a six, have actually, a Mars bar. I was really hungry one evening, and I was on this diet. I was doing really well on it, and I thought I was really hungry. I thought, what can I eat that adds up to zero? And I figured it out. It was like all salad stuff, but with boiled eggs and stuff. Yeah, quite a substantial meal. Yeah, no, you can have quite a good meal on on Slim and World. Quite a lot to eat without having anything bad. The the problem is you start getting, you slip up, and and it becomes easier to eat other things than you go out and eat things. And it's just, it's hard to plan for that. And it's really fucking expensive now. Because if you want fruit and veg in your diet at all, fresh fruit and veg gets really pricey very quickly. Fucking Brexit. Well, I've got a bit of a head start in in that I started doing my diet a week ago. So what are you doing? I am using MyFitnessPal. My fitness pal, I'm aware oh, of this. No, sorry, I, d- I just pumped something popped into my head that I wanted to talk about right, related PJ. to this, but uh, but okay. you, uh, just go, right, go ahead. PJ. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, PJ ended up there. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, what's my fitness so pal? My fitness pal. My fitness pal is uh, an app that is a health and well-being tracking app. Now it used to be all free. Now it's still free, but there's premium features you can pay for, but I haven't paid for them. But basically, what it is is a is a um, tracker for activity and for nutrition and health and okay so do you put like your you put i had a mars bar and then that put that goes into your calorie and database is huge and it's also it's got a barcode scanner as well so you can just okay okay. you can scan most things and it just goes that's 100 calories okay you know um because people you know users keep on adding things to the database so it gets massive um which is what my problem is with food yeah (laughs) so you put now it because of how um Health kit. Health kit is Apple's um, sort of an umbrella um, system for linking together all these different yeah. health apps. So because you're both using the Nokia HealthMate thing, mm-hmm. if you go into your HomeKit app, you can add add the HealthMate data into HealthKit. Yeah, not HomeKit app into into your health app. Yeah, um, and that health data is then available to my fitness everything pal. Everything else. Yeah. Oh, okay. It can everything Ap- can Apple's read. Apple's health kit is is like one massive database, but. 
it's not an interface for all of these things no. because what I found was it 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 keeps tracks of your steps and it keeps tracks it'll keep track of your weight, but you have to have another app to add your weight into it. Yeah, it, even though it has a thing all, that says all it your is, weight is this, yeah. but it doesn't put it in. All it is is the app. database, and all of these apps can write <clears> to the same database and read from the same database. So if you have say an Apple Watch and it's tracking your steps, you open up My Fitness Pal and it'll have the steps in there. Yeah. But th- but then my fitness pal is the app that you would use to say enter all the foods you're eating. Yeah, and also activities you can add in there. I went for a two mile run or whatever. Um, but it'll also read two mile runs from Runkeeper, and you know, so mm. all these apps kind of talk to each other. And my fitness pal is just the one I've been using. So you enter in a, a goal weight and roughly how many pounds you want to lose per week, and it, it gives you a calorie amount that you should be eating so per day. So you've been day. eating for calories then? Is that calories is what I'm, yeah. So a, a nice hard number. Mm-hmm. Um, every single day this week, I've come in with 300 calories under that, 300, right. 400 calories. And, and I've felt been, okay? And I've felt fine. Okay. Um, I've been cutting down, uh, I say cut down, cut out snacks. Yeah. Um, apart from, I need to have a snack after my dinner in the evening, something sweet, Hmm. Uh, I've been eating like yogurts. Yeah, okay. Like one yogurt. Yeah. I, I or got head or I, popcorn. I, this is my new discovery. Yeah, popcorn. Yeah, there's two guys in my work that are uh, that are on um, diets, and that's the, the, their treat is sweet popcorn or salted popcorn from yeah. Tesco. Well, I've, I've, I went to Tesco yesterday, and you buy a bag with like six small bags yeah. of yeah. of sweet and salty popcorn. Yeah, and there's like 63 calories in each bag, and I've I've I'm discovering the magic that is portion control. <laughs> Whereas if you, if you gave me a giant bag with, containing all of that, I You'd would eat, eat it, it all. Yeah, yeah. But you give me one of those little bags and tell me that's all I have, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's. A, I have this weird sense of I have to like no matter if I open something, I'm going to eat it all. So yeah. I need to make sure. I'm, the I'm like that I'm with the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've I've just been. The other thing I've cut out is takeaways. Mm. I haven't had a takeaway in a week. There's no way to know what's in a takeaway to, no, to, in terms of yeah, calories. There's no um, way. And it, you know, I'm I'm a lazy bastard. I will I I will have two takeaways a week, two three. You know, I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm just that lazy. Uh, I have had to go to Subway twice, which I'm not really counting as a takeaway because I know exactly what's going into that. They, yeah, no, yeah. no, you can track they, all of that on Subway, so they, you they you give can you the nutritional information for yeah, it and, you can get the I, healthiest option yeah, whenever you go in there. I've eaten that because. I wasn't coming home, and I have. Look how much weight else. that pedophile lost. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's the slimmest pedophile I've seen. <laughs> I mean, he probably lost a lot of weight just in kids. Uh, I mean, if you're, I mean, we've successfully, hopefully, not triggered anyone about their weight problems, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't That's know this bit. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, still talking about the food thing. What so I you're was... going, you're going calorie control, right? You're going yeah. calorie control. My my wife has been subscribed to Weight Watchers for some time. We keep falling off and on and off and yeah. on. But if we're doing this, I I'm going back on Weight Watchers, and I will try my damnedest to stick to it. Uh, although normally what I do is she will stick to it quite closely, and I'll I'll be a bit loosey goosey with it and go, yeah, yeah. I'll roughly eat what you're eating, I'll, and that's always worked for me in the past. It yeah. always as long as she's on it, then I will be, and and I kind of. I'm I'm very good at going. Here's this. I will eat exactly the same thing every single day. Well, if, if I had yeah. exactly the same food in the kitchen every single day, ready and made for me, I will happily just repeat day after day after day, like groundhog. Okay, day this well, this this that. brings me on to what I what I remembered. I wanted to talk about when Rom was speaking. I I enjoy food, mm-hmm. but 
if some if somebody like you if somebody prepared something this and it was the same thing morning noon and night every day i don't care that's I, fine i, I, I am exactly perfectly happy with that so there are two people that i know two friends of mine who one of them for the last six months the other for the last four weeks have been consuming fuel no no well i I've, I've had Can't a bag of fuel um that was fine it was fine it was fine i mean i i what i did find was that the issue was um not feeling full as i'd as like yeah but that went away after about a week i i basically had a week where I, all i consumed was fuel yeah but here's the, here's the thing i discovered uh and and it's when i've been on diets before is there's this weird sensation that you mistake for hunger yeah. right but it's not hunger it's what sadness. it is is not being full anymore. Yes. <laughs> so it's just like it's not being stuffed is what yeah. it is. It's yeah. like it's your body going, I don't this feels weird. I think I'm hungry. <laughs> I think I've never felt this way before, not in a long time, but I think it's maybe hunger. And 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 you wait and wait and wait and you wait it out and you realise, oh no, I'm not hungry. It's just I'm not stuffed. But by that stage you've probably eaten something. Yeah, well no, no, no. If you like I I'll sometimes at, at night, I've, if I'm on a diet and it comes and I've, at the start of a diet comes in, you know, comes nighttime, I'm walking around the house going, my stomach, I'm really starving, I'm starving. I think, I'll just go to bed, fuck it, I'll go to bed and not think about it. And I wake up in the morning thinking, right, I should be more hungry, but I'm not. Yeah. It's fine. You know, it's your body's just kind of moaned about yeah. it, but but it's got over it. I think there's something to do with stomach distension. Like, mm. you know, as if you eat a lot, your stomach, your yeah, stomach yeah. does stretch yeah. and it kind of wants to feel full. Yeah, but if you don't fill that, it kind of goes. Yeah, it starts. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, I'm I kind of interested in trying fuel because is I it is it gluten free? Yeah, there is a gluten free option. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 like a five or more expensive. And um, you can get flavors and all. You can got, get there's yeah there's flavor sachets you can put in. One. I mean, it's it's like a slightly more chocolatey version of this. It's not massively chocolatey. Yeah, but what the, what what the, the the guys that I know that have been have been um, having it this are saying like. If you just put a handful of berries yeah, into yeah, the thing and blend it up, if you put a, a spoonful of peanut butter into the into the thing and just mix it up that way, it's, it's quite it's quite peanutty peanutty, peanutty anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah, like it's not it's not um, it doesn't taste bad. Hmm. No, it's not disgusting. It's just you know it's not like it's absolutely fine. It's I not mean, like I, a, a milkshake. I, um, I, I, do you know what? I didn't even get bored of it. I just my issue was. I had to make it every morning. Yeah, and I was, you know, I I don't I don't tend to eat breakfast in the morning. I kind of get up, fall down the stairs, get into the car, and go and go. Yeah. And well, this was like a new thing I had to do was go and make this thing, and this consumed about four or five minutes of time. Yeah. Now, if I if I had the sense to do it the night before, yeah, then it was in the fridge. I just grab it and go. And go. Yeah. Fine. Then what 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 he also said was that at the the weekends he would have two meals mm-hmm. normally at Friday and Saturday night, and he said. That they are the best fucking meals you've ever mm. tasted. Everything yeah. just yeah. tastes way better yeah. after you haven't had food. Food, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind. I'm sex after prison. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind after of interested marriage. in trying. Maybe not replacing every meal with you, yeah. but maybe like breakfast and lunch. Yeah, they, um, they, they don't. They don't recommend like full replacement. I mean, they, they they say you can't. You can't do it. Yeah, There's everything in there that you you need nutritionally, but. Um, you can have a day where you just have fuel. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I. I. I kind of. I think it's because part of me thinks, oh yeah, do you know what? Your body knows what it needs to eat, which is why you decide in the morning I need to have this 
to eat. I need to have a, you know, whatever it is, an apple. I'd like an apple because your body's going, I need the shit that's in an apple. Get that for me now. Yeah. And you go, I'll have an apple. That doesn't really make sense when my body's phoning Domino's at <laughs> 2 in the morning. But you know that? that the, the, my body's the, like, I really need to be constipated on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> The stories of women who eat coal because there's something in coal that they, you know, because yeah, pregnant, it's pregnancy craving, cool yeah, yeah, this weird craving they have, and it's yeah. because their body's going, fuck it, you need this shit now, yeah, and and I kind of feel like cool is just your body, it's just you going, you're getting this all the fucking time, and may you may get used to it. Well, that's um, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'd, after a week of not snacking and exercising portion control with making dinner, like for example, in the past, I would I would have made say. You know, a lasagna and some spicy wedges, and I would have got a bag of spicy wedges from Tesco. Yeah, and I w- we would have had the entire bag of spicy wedges between yeah. the two of us. Yeah, like a seven hundred and fifty gram thing. And then I kind of looked at the back, and it said nine portions. Here, a portion is twenty two grams or something. No, two hundred grams. And I put that as like a, it's like a cup of wedges. So yeah. I had that, and then I ate the food, and I didn't die. Yeah, you know, yeah. There was yeah. A, there was enough. To sustain me, yeah. It, it, right. So Here, here's so I, I one of the things I think I'm going to try doing is boiling a bunch of eggs. I boil a bunch of eggs and keep a bunch of boiled eggs try, in the fridge um, for a snack. If I'm hungry, okay. I'll I'll just, just peel a boiled egg. Ha- Hannah, Hannah, yeah. Hannah does this. Try uh, tea eggs. What the fuck is that? So you boil an egg, you put them in uh, like a container uh-huh. uh, of tea. Right. Why am I? Why I don't like tea. Ah. <laughs> But so, go on. Diet Coke eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? I mean, I'm sure you can make it a thing. But it's, yeah, the, the egg like soaks up the tea, so you end up with these brown eggs. Yeah. But the, she, she mm. loves Both them. The color and the flavor yeah. sound gross. I know. The, yeah, but but, uh, but boiled eggs are good. They're good for you. They're, yeah. There's, I mean, I think it's like replace your snacks with other snacks, really. That's what I'm going to try. That's that's yeah. that's the that's yeah. the because I, th- I do want to eat things. I do want to feel like I can still go to the fridge and grab something to eat, but I need to have things in there that are more more healthy. Well, that's why I'm trying to have like always have. But you're, you're the, the little bags of popcorn here, yeah. and you know the, the things that I naturally would reach for anyway. Um, as far as sweet things go, I've been trying to have like just fruit. Hmm. Like grapes in the house, yeah, because they do scratch the same itch. Yeah. Do you know what though? Grapes Stick are them. lovely with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Stick them in the freezer. Really? Frozen grapes? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, right, it's like okay. it's, it's like little frozen uh, grapes. Yeah, okay. right. Sweets. Yeah, they're like li- it's like having a little uh, bite of an ice lolly. Oh, nice. Um, and because they never freeze rock hard. So oh, they right. sell them in the movie house cinemas. It's the best. What? It's the best cinema frozen grapes? treat. Yeah, because right, okay. they're fucking silent. <laughs> okay. um, they're they're delicious. They're okay. really really nice. Those right. grapes. I'm going to try that. Um, I might get some grapes on the way home and try that. Actually, and I think we've missed candy floss grape season, which is by far my favorite fruit. What the fuck? You never had candy floss grapes? No. I they're... here's the grapes I get. There are red grapes and there are green grapes in Tesco's. Okay. Those are the grapes okay. I get. Candy floss grapes. You can get them in Tesco's. And the grapes of wrath. <laughs> You can get them in Tesco's. Um, I don't know that they're 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 some product of uh, cross uh, pollination, pollination yeah. um, and they taste like fucking candy floss. Okay, they are delicious. I've never seen them advertised. I've never they're, seen. They're in. Te- you get them in Tesco's. I, I look like forward to grapes. The taste of grapes. I mean, I'm kind of is, grape flavor. Is that crazy? Uh, right. <laughs> 
Sometimes you like a change. I ha- I have to say, like this banana uh, doesn't taste like coffee to I me. Don't, I, <laughs> I don't know. I th- a lot of the stuff you end up eating is because this is what your parents. This is how you your parents ate this food. Yeah, and and I think discovering that you can put apples and keep them in the fridge was kind of cool. Did anybody apples out of the fridge are really nice? <laughs> we we went to the north coast to um to have a a bit of a scatter my father-in-law's ashes and talking about we went back to um one of the houses for a after thing, yeah. tea and sandwiches and all mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing and somebody opened up this tinfoil bacon tray and in it was sliced apple and mars bar sandwiches i've had that right what? but this is good and do you know what this is this is because you're catholic I think so. I think this is a, this, this is a Protestant, Protestant thing. Protestants put Elton in the It's a fucking science. It's I like, so, but I, I and everybody they was teach like, in it, Korean? Everybody was like, <laughs> Jesus, I haven't had these since I was a kid." And I'm going, "What? I, what the? Fuck? I've never even fucking heard of these." So I looked it up online, and there's a whole subreddit about apple and Mars bar sandwiches. And the first post was, was somebody, somebody goes, "What the fuck are these?" And somebody underneath it went, "Finyane." <laughs> So I think that this is a Protestant thing. It's, it's true. Not, for some what? reason, great, I hadn't heard of it. There's a great word for what this is. It's a shibboleth. A sh- it's oh, a shibboleth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great word. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's you know, the Irish complain about the British invasion, but I think, if anything, the Brits brought a love of bacon <laughs> and teaching people how to make 15s. That's why they call it the Great British Bake Off. Fucking 15s. You, know, you can't get 15s in any other part of the UK or uh, in lads, America. Lads, hang on a second. I would crawl hang over your second. dead bodies for a 15. Hang on a second, yeah. boys, please. We, we, we're talking about a health thing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, do you know what? We can fantasize, <laughs> can't we? We've devolved into talking about how delicious 15s I can't, are. Look, I, I mean, can't, how are we going to stick to any sort of diet? I can't wait. Going, do you know what's nice with an apple? A Mars bar. <laughs> I can't wait. Two weeks time when we're sitting down with our dungeon master. Here's, like, here's dungeon you, dungeon master, take, take me to the health. chicken coop. Here's how you fuck up a perfectly healthy apple. <laughs> smear some, uh, smear some Mars bar on the outside. Uh, then put rubber two slices of bread. <laughs> I mean, say goodbye to all that stuff. That's, I mean, no, everything in moderation. Yeah, I uh, no, I can't do that. I, 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 no, I, I, can't, I can't either. I have, good. I have I'm, zero self control. I'm I quite good. Food, you know, I'm quite good at at, at buying a, a packet of. Um, uh, uh, what do you call them, Freddos, and having one Freddo after a meal, and that's my chocolate. You said earlier on, you had, if you had five chocolate bars, you'd have no, five no, chocolate No, 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 when I'm on a diet, when I'm oh, on okay. a diet, and, and I, I'm eating the same thing every single day, I'm good at that. When I'm off a diet, it's like, where are all those Freddos? Ah! Freddos are the Weight Watchers ah! friend. I mean, like they yeah. they all talk about Freddos like it's the only unit of chocolate there is. <laughs> How many Freddos you had? I've had three. <laughs> <laughs> three this week. Freddo's an apple on a Because sandwich, you'd be you know. insane if you had anything else. If you yeah. had, if you had a, a Mars bar, they'd, you know, they'd kick you out. <laughs> yes. Is it all, does this go back to the thing again? Can, can I chew and not swallow? <laughs> can I just kind of mm. can I just eat a 15 and just swish it around in my mouth well, and, and spit it back spit out? It by, well, yeah. well I, I, I mentioned this to Susie and she said, you can't talk about that. That's actually what like anorexics and bulimics do. Oh, you shit, know? really? Well, I mean... Yeah, that that's kind of what what mo- a lot of the models would do. You know, they would eat some food and then then they just kind of swirl it around their mouth because they do get the taste and then they just spit it out. Oh fuck! Yeah. So yeah, it's actually a scary thing that people do. All oh, right, okay. So, Sorry about that, guys. I mean, I, I doubt any of our audience are that are you know, far gone. But yeah, in case you are, I don't know if get you want to use the phrase "far gone." 
<laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the I mean, that's the insensitive end of. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I mean personally to be honest we're however many fucking episodes into this you know that we mean no harm yeah we're fucking idiots (laughs) yeah yeah stumbling through stumbling through life yeah Uh, yeah so yeah i i would so my my plan is back to weight watchers and couch to 5k and there's a a guy uh a friend of mine who is coming to work up in belfast uh and from dublin and said to me oh uh, i'm i'm i like playing squash do you want to come and play squash i went no yeah yeah, all right. So I think I might have a squash partner. I've never I, played squash. And, I used and I to pl- feel like it would be horrible. I used to no. I, I used to play it. squash three times a week, uh-huh. and I fucking loved it. And then the guys that I played with all left, okay. um, and I and I never I never played it again. Squash is great fun. When do you find time to do like things like that? Oh, this is this is going back. This yeah. is going back like probably ten or twelve years. I think yeah. the ball moves too fast for me. I mean, just for me to see it. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of years ago, I started playing badminton. <clears throat> Um, in the in the leisure centre, yeah, which I could only do in the summer because in the winter the football players take over the oh the indoor courts, the yeah, indoor courts, and I loved it. I had a really good time. Um, Bobbington's better because the shuttlecock's nice and slow moving. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you can still whap it pretty hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy whenever we were in school. There was a, a maths teacher that we had, um, and he was enormous. He was he he was probably the. The, the fattest person I've ever seen in real life. I'm sure that's pejorative. It's <laughs> it, he was he was massive, but he was also the school's badminton coach. Okay, and he was fucking phenomenal. He was an absolute monster on the badminton court, and you just could not beat him at I, badminton. I feel like what you're saying there is badminton's not good for weight loss. <laughs> I, I think no. What he's what he said was because he knew that yeah. like, that people the, were but were dumbfounded by yeah. what, and he's like, you just control the tea. If you make the other person run, yeah. so you, the, the T is where the... the oh, the shape of, yeah, the, the, I was kind of wondering where... Um, the badminton court split up into four yeah. so that you control the, the, the back two squares yeah. and the, the front. You just hit um, it wherever they're going to go. He would, yeah, he says, if you control the T, you make the other person run. Yeah. And he just stood there and he just decimated everybody that, and, yeah. with, and barely broke a sweat. To be fair, he's probably a middle-aged man playing, playing against 11-year-olds. No, but he was like na- he was like nationally ranked and had like oh, all these... Tro- oh, yeah, like oh, he was, wow. had all these trophies and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Dead now, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's... I mean, as we revisit this feature in uh, weeks to come, it's just going to be a little update. I mean, we're not going yeah. to talk for like... No. Unless we... Well, no, well, I do, I do want to talk about like the cooking end of it because are yeah. you making any, like, like when you're doing calorie control stuff, Ron, are you cooking meals? Um, or, or are you kind of going, right, no, I'm cooking this stuff, is yeah. half a bag of this or that's... Well, this, I mean, I, I, you know, cooking's a very loose description for what I do. You know, I would buy, I'd, I'd buy uh, like little packaged vegetables and yeah. I... And heat those up. And you can uh, eat as m- surely you can eat as many veggies as you want. Yeah, you? but that's that, that's the, that's the great thing about them. You can yeah. make yourself not hungry by eating stuff that's actually yeah. good for you. I do. I do. Who, I who mean, would have known? It's <laughs> only it's only when I'm on a, a weight loss diet that I find myself eating a lot of vegetables. And I like vegetables. And a lot of fruit. You know, I like food in general. So yeah, uh, it doesn't really matter to me. If it's vegetables or not, I struggle with broccoli. Hannah keeps trying to make me eat broccoli. I, like, I love you, me some do broccoli. You, do you so, do you does she cook it so it's soft or till it's got crunch? I don't know. I just tend to scrape it to the side of my plate and not <laughs> eat it. <laughs> it's a revelation when you can crunch it. Really? It, yeah, yeah. I like, I like much it nicer. Do you know what? The, do you know what? The w- al dente is al dente. Yes, al dente. Do you know what? The, the for me, the the, the uh, I don't particularly like the taste, but the worst part is when I put 
the broccoli into my mouth and I bite into it and it's like biting on a sponge and all the moisture comes out of the like the, the, yeah, the fluffy bit. Yeah, but you might just be uh, genetically predisposed to not like the taste of it. I mean, there are, that is a thing. You know? I know. I am genetically predisposed to not like the taste of coriander. Yeah, coriander is fucking disgusting. I will you, ruin a you, ruin a meal for me. Genetically, basically a carnivore. Then is that what we're saying? I mean, <sighs> that's why you want a candy floss flavored. You know, if I could subsist grapes. on a diet of purely meat, <laughs> I would <laughs> yeah. bacon flavored crepes. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I enjoy meat, but I but oddly not so much red meat, hmm. chicken and fish. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I, I like I, I've had. Not really much into fish is really good. Fish is quite yeah, like lean and good for yeah. you. Isn't it? I think oh, I could count the number. Discovered num- yesterday. Ooh, what did you I've discover? Never eaten before in my life, but we were in Tesco and um, you know it was a it was a it was a spirit of trying new things and mm-hmm. let's, let's get something, and there were little trays of sushi, and huh? yeah, and I picked up a little tray of sushi. Well, actually, put two trays trays of sushi, one which was veg- vegetable sushi and one which was fish sushi. And I'm saying sushi really weird. But, uh, oh my vegetable god! Vegetable sushi surely oh is just god. vegetables. I love sushi. Yeah, and I mean, that's just shitty Tesco sushi. That's exactly wait, what I said to Susie. Wait until you try wait some until really we try some good. good sushi. Right? Do you know what you should do? Me and Hannah did this. You can go to Yo Sushi, Yo do sushi. a sushi making class. Okay, it's twenty five pounds. You make enough sushi for what we had. We went on a Saturday morning. Uh-huh. For £25, we made enough sushi to have for lunch and dinner on Saturday and then lunch again on Sunday. Okay. And they teach you how to make sushi. But all the ingredients are, like, so fresh. And they make... You make they have to every, be. But, but, I mean, you're making stuff with actual raw fish. Yeah. And not, like, it's like it's sort of, like, cooked tuna that Tesco's yeah. are putting in. And Tesco's do, like, a sweet chili chicken sushi. Like, that's not sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then... Raw chicken. So, and me and Hannah still make sushi in the house. And you don't have to get into it with, like, <clears throat> making the the little bamboo rolls and like with the folding up we make um these things called um hand rolls which is just little triangles of yeah. um little triangles of the uh, of the seaweed with stuff with spicy tuna and whatever and see two or three of those for a, a main evening meal is more than enough yeah and it's really really good i mean susie pointed out they aren't necessarily um low in calories but it was just a new food it yeah. was something yeah. I'd never tried before, well, the, the, and I, I was I was really like, can I gingerly put it in my mouth? Going, this is really weird. This is raw fish. Yeah. And I was all giggling like, <laughs> and, I put it in, and, I was like and I just popped the whole thing in one go. Yeah, and then about five seconds later, I was like, "Why haven't I done this before? <laughs> this is incredible." I don't. I'm not convinced by sushi at all. I'm still at the. Oh, that seems weird. It doesn't. Why t- wouldn't you cook it? What's right. wrong with cooking it? In my head, I was thinking to myself, "This is going to taste weird." And what it tasted like was nothing like fish. Yeah. That's the thing that kind of yeah. was key. It didn't smell like fish. It didn't taste like fish. It had the texture of just... Um, it has the... It just... It's, it's The texture is mostly rice. It has yeah. like a like sticky rice, yeah. which With is like lovely. A soft kind of cold mm. thing on top, which had a nice taste. Yeah. yeah. yeah I put the soy sauce on it. I mean, you owe it to yourself to try it. I think you'd like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. How many of those Japanese people could possibly be wrong? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I might give it a go. I well, the, the first time we did a diet and I went from 14 down to 12, 
I discovered I liked yogurts. I'd never had yo. I never really liked yogurts, where I'd never really had yogurt before. Yeah. So yogurt was an entirely new thing. I was like, "This yogurt- is amazing. This is nicer than ice cream." Our yogurt, well, I wouldn't because go that you can, far. no, because you can eat as much of it as you like. Yeah, are yogurts are they not very high in sugar? Um, you can get low fat ones that are. That oh are yeah, no, oh, there's right. low fat ones. You oh can right, get. okay. Although I mean, they have like you, you, they visibly shrank over time. To, you know, so the, you. The, the, you're getting less and less yogurt now than yeah. in one little jar. So yeah, I mean, the sushi revelation stuff. for me was like whenever I found out, and this was at an embarrassingly old age, that mince pies did not have beef mince in them. <laughs> Man, you're not alone. No, I, I, no, I, I was, I was, well. yeah, I, mean, I, I, I would never eat one I, when I, I was younger because I, I, I thought I, I was well. about thirty at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I mean, I, I probably only found that out in the last. Four or five years, so probably about yeah. thirty. So, like, you know, the, my, the, my wife was sort of handed handed me this. Do you want a mince pie? I'm like, I'm like, no. Why does anyone eat mince pies all the time? I, I don't want to eat beef in the morning. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, it's not. It's 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 mince meat. It's like it's 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 bits of fruit. I'm like, well, why doesn't it say bits of fruit pie? And I had one, and then and then like again, like another sort of two or three yeah. stone yeah. that week. Yeah. The the thing that annoyed me about mince pies is that um, I like you thought they were meat and then just when i kind of realized they were sort of fruit i thought and then eventually (laughs) (laughs) i need a mince pie with mince meat yes mince fruit (laughs) Uh, and then i eventually had one and there's this window of time between uh, my discovery of eating them and me having to stop eating gluten stuff that I could eat mince pies, and it was a wonderful two-year period where yeah. I could eat mince pies. It's like, these are amazing! Ah, I can eat all of the and, and then suddenly, no, I'm not eating any of that. But no mince pies, all that's gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, not, it's not that there are no nice things either. I mean, there's plenty of really nice things, and, and the things that you can eat, when I certainly when I've been on diets before, when you do have that bit of chocolate or you do have that small little treat, they are amazing because they are like ten times better than what they are. And there's a thing I keep meaning to get for you boys to try, and I I, I think we'll try it, and if, and I'll maybe order it up and get some called the Miracle Berry. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I know thing, what this is. Yeah, uh, which is it's a it's a weird little berry, but you can buy it in pill form, uh, and what it does is it uh, when you eat it. The, the, it's got this specific little thing in it that bonds to the bitter taste buds on your tongue and it covers them. It's like a condom for the bitter taste buds <laughs> on your tongue. Right? Why? I mean, it was fine until that yeah, age. I mean, <laughs> well, it, it, what it does is it coats your tongue, but only the bitter taste buds. Just think of all those times I've had a condom pressing against my tongue. <laughs> the thing is, when you then go to eat something that you couldn't normally eat that isn't very nice because it's bitter or is maybe okay but it's still got a bitterness, that would it bitterness make me like broccoli? Gone. I don't know. I don't. That's the thing. I, I'd be interested in trying it on things like broccoli and stuff. But I've like you can eat lemons and and it's like it's like eating a lemonade. It's you know they're they're yeah. sweet. You know, because the bitterness is all vanished. Um, and, and, and like, if you take an average tasting banana, suddenly it tastes like the greatest banana you've ever had in your life because it's so much sweeter because all the bitterness is masked and you can't taste it. Well, I, mean, I, I don't mind cool the taste of bananas, but I mean, there's things that I I refuse to even countenance eating, like tuna. Do you not like tuna? Like, tuna's quite nice, really. I think Susie will occasionally have like a tuna and sweet corn sandwich. Yeah, I have to leave the house. <laughs> um, it, the thought of it turns me. <laughs> I can't. Is it the tuna or the sweet corn or the I, combination? Well, I don't like sweet corn and I don't like tuna. Yeah. And to me, it's like, why would you put such two such hellish <laughs> things? I've never tasted tuna. Yeah. But well, how do you know you don't like it? 
the same way I know I don't like a lot of things. You didn't like sushi oh, yeah, until you, this week. When you say the same no. way you know you like a lot of things, is what I mean. What you mean is I've decided there's a lot of things I don't like, yes. and I'm never going to find out. So I've decided that's true. Well, here's the thing, right? So in my head, it's fish paste, right? <laughs> no, there's nothing. It's cooked, it's it's not, cooked tuna. Tuna it's is not cooked fish, fish paste. that's then cooled and then put into a tin, it, and then it's all mashed up. No, it's not mashed it up. You can buy. You up. can buy like pots. you can eat it and just eat it. Out you of the can tin. buy like pots of like. It's not, like, most, it's, not all the, it's not all the same tuna, is it, Scott? No, it's, you can it's buy ten pot, tunas in a jar. No, you can buy pots that are like sandwich tuna sandwich filler, and it's quite. It's like a. It's what, almost like whipped. What people do is and they that sounds awful. It is. It is awful. That's not the nice tuna. If someone said whipped chicken, you. <laughs> what people will often do is put mayonnaise, tuna in mayonnaise and mix that up because it makes it gooey enough to stay in a sandwich. Otherwise, but if you, you can eat tuna out of a tin and it's really nice. Little chunks. And like, without any of the gooeyness, it's really nice. I don't I think like I've it. eaten any meat pleasant that was pleasant out of a tin. Tuna is. I like tuna. tuna. I like tuna as well. Tuna's very yeah, nice. I, I think, think that's what I Give what, tuna a chance. I think that's why I object it is the notion that an animal is just kind of like pummeled into some sort of form you can put into a tin it's not it's, it's not that it's pummeled it's like if you take it's not it's if you take fish if you take like cod right like yeah. cod that you get from the chippy it right to get, get rid of all the batter yes and it will it will flake away yeah but do you know what if i do you know what that cod from the chippy looks like if you stuck eyes on it would still look like a fish and i'm kind of okay with that <laughs> but if you took that and whisked it round until it made that awful thing that goes into fish cakes Nah. Do you know I? I mean, not, these, okay. these are stupid, stupid things. But awful what thing I've discovered the fish is cakes, it's fish. literally just the diced up meat. Yeah, that bothers me. <laughs> Would you eat a chicken nugget? But you're okay with mince. No, mince meat. But it's okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, you're happy. What about a burger? I, I've seen how that's made. With a mince machine. So if we machine. pulled up on YouTube how you make a tin of tuna. You'd and it's simil- it's got to be similar to mincemeat. It's got to be similar no, to how they make a burger. Because I'm pretty sure it's more, they cook it and then they just take the meat and put yeah, it in the Yeah, they just chuck it up. They, they, just do, they, don't, even, they, don't, they, don't, they don't They don't even mash it up. Or anything. I reckon there's just one big machine and all the tuna can <laughs> do it. And then it's like a it's like hundred tuna. Ah, oh, shit, there goes a dolphin. They all just get crushed out and there's like a small hole at the bottom that's the size of the tins. <laughs> and it's just, just a little out. disc of tuna comes out. They're literally describing how they make burger patties. <laughs> except instead of except instead of having one tin sized hole at the end, they have a number of tiny burgers holes that, yeah. that where it comes out as mince. Yeah. I mean burgers are awful too, but I've tasted them and they're fine. Let, let's be let, let's be realistic about this. You couldn't get a whole cow into a tin. Do you eat sausages? <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, sausages are great. <laughs> They're my not, da- my they're dad. Not, not only are they not even the same animal, like they're sometimes not even the same species my of dad, animal. My dad won't eat sausages. He calls them mystery tubes <laughs> and says that it's nothing but eyelids and assholes. But I'm okay with that. You know. But why, tuna, why are you not okay with tuna? tuna? I don't know why the tuna bothers me. To be the thing is, honest. because the tuna's in flakes, it's all sort of flaked. You know, it's kind of muscle meat. It's not anything else Look, really. You're aware of that. I've never got close enough to even see the flakes. <laughs> <laughs> the smell and everything else about it turns my stomach. Nah, do you know? We did. Me, I made mackerel the other day, and it was. Oh, on what a, is it with ma- what, like smoked mackerel? Yeah, Hannah had fucking like either mackerel or what? sardines two for breakfast weeks, the other morning. Two weeks later, and Ed sits down to drink a cup of tea and goes, oh, "This cup, this tea smells of mackerel. It must have been washed in the mackerel water or something." It, the mackerel smell has lingered for two weeks. 
in our house and I, I don't know how to get shifted it. It's just, it's manking never again <laughs> with the mackerel. But anyway, look, so we move on from this. I mean, we, we've, we've said our stall. We've, we, we should really move on. Yeah, we've talked about this for a long time. This episode's going to be quite long, I think. Yeah. Um, um, we'll go straight to pick a week. Oh, no, we, well, we've got to talk draw, about Let's draw a line under, under the wait and see, and we will uh, catch up with it. If anybody has any tips, feel free to yeah, cooking tips throw especially. them my way. Yeah, Great ways to handle mackerel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, give us some tuna recipes. Tuna recipes. Give us some tuna recipes. Things we'll make Ron some tuna. Tuna. I mean, you're okay with sushi. I don't know. I'm okay with sushi. Sushi's amazing. Sushi's but I draw the line class. at tuna because it's weird. <laughs> Right. Anyway, um, so what do I, I mean, I wanted to talk about. Um, I'll not get talking about it now. But the, the, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about the classic that we watched. Classic. 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 Here is some old stuff that you might not have seen. So. Gotta write a classic. Here's the classic theme tune. Well, you don't need to go, the theme well tune. maybe we'll get it cut short this week. Finally, because it's, it's running underneath us. Right <laughs> okay. <now. laughs> okay. Someday you're gonna get a handle on how this works. Who, who picked? Who picked the classic this week? Scott I picked, picked the classic. Okay, yeah. which was the Deer Hunter, which is a film about Vietnam. Okay. No, is it about Vietnam? I no. watched the Deer it's Hunter. About, yeah. Having never seen the Deer Hunter. Okay. Knowing nothing about the Deer Hunter except Vietnam film and the Russian, the Russian roulette, roulette scene, and yeah. that's all I know. So I started watching it, and it was about a deer hunter, and I thought, <laughs> "What? This is actually about a deer hunter? This is a bit, this <laughs> is a bit on the nose." <laughs> yeah. Why, why is it? Go- I mean, I thought the deer hunter bit was an allegory or something, but it's actually about a deer hunter. Yeah. I was very confused. Well, it is an allegory. The, the, yeah, the I know. I know that. I mean, having watched it now, it's I, just they choose to show you the allegory on screen yeah, as opposed to. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I the sense I got from watching it was um, that it really is about how different people react to war. And and yeah. you know and uh, how how some people can go you know different characters can go into this thing and they can some of them can come out heroes and some of them can come out destroyed. It is a really strong anti-war film. Well, yeah, I mean, and like, a, like a lot of those Vietnam War movies, the, the narrative itself is a metaphor for the American experience in yeah. war. You know the and Russian roulette being part of that experience. You know part yeah. of that sort of you know and. Anyone's life could be taken at any time. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a crapshoot. You don't know who's gonna yeah who's gonna come out of it. There's also quite a lot of stuff about gambling right at the early days where I was thinking this is all a bit like foghorned early. You know, I like to gamble. He likes to gamble. He gambles with anything. And he gambles a lot. So <laughs> loves to gamble. Have a gamble. How much? Oh, I'll give bet you a pound. He'll do this. And it's like oh, this is too much. It, it seemed unsubtle. Yeah. But but I think the overall message was was quite so incredible. You hadn't seen it before, Scott. No. So what did you think of it? I loved it. There, yeah. I mean. There, I have. There are issues with. It. I think it's too long for a start. Um, you don't say. Yeah, it's it's three hours, just over three hours. I think three, like three hours. Oh yeah, two minutes God. Or something I remember like that. pausing it and thinking, "Fucking hell, it's got an hour and a half to go." Yeah. Well, well, how long uh, is this? Uh, I think the first third of it is that wedding. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm first time I saw this. I it was in uh, the nineties. I saw it as a teenager, and. Uh, I thought it was some sort of joke that's been played on me. <laughs> I was like, I was, pr- I was promised a war movie, and yeah, 40, that, 45 minutes in, thing. we're still at the. Am I, am I watching the right film here? That's, that's that's exactly my feeling. Was like I was watching it going, it's all, it's all about a deer hunt. I mean, do they? I mean, where, 
I th- where's the Vietnam stuff? I thought this was like I thought they were going to start playing Russian roulette at, in the lodge right at the beginning yeah. because it was so long. And I thought, all right, okay, that seems odd. And then when they when they're in the, the sort of prisoner of war camp, as you know, such as it was, and and they've all got the the things on their he- their head, I thought, all right, so the guy who's going to get the shot in the head has got one of those hat scarfs on, so they can hide the visual effects. So I thought, oh, I've got this sussed. And then they all ended up wearing it. I thought, oh, okay. It was a bit confusing. That's, well, a, bit that's confusing. a bit of misdirection then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and also, I mean, it, it that, that whole sequence where they escapes is a bit sort of, it's kind of cool, but it's also like, no, I don't buy that. I don't buy that that would be work. Well, the movie had a bit of a, a controversy whenever it came out because there is no record in any account of the war of mm-hmm. uh, of the Viet Cong making anyone play Russian roulette. Right. Yeah, and uh, that was kind of presented as being, uh, you know, the the savagery of the Vietnamese. You yeah. know, it, it, it was it was a it was it was pointed out as being very racist at the time. Yeah. You know, kind of portraying that their methods were inhumane compared yeah. to, to to the noble the noble American. Yeah. Um, from my from my point of view, I kind of feel like Russian roulette was in there. So that they could have that awesome scene where he puts more bullets in the gun, yeah. And like, if someone's thought of that, and they're like, "Well, how do we get to that?" Yeah. And you know, then and then they start building a narrative around Russian roulette and and, yeah. and about um, you know taking chances of one life one's yeah. life and, and gambling on it. But it you know, the whole sort of premise comes from a, a dishonest start, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's beautiful. It's it's shot beautifully, but I think that what kind of everything holds a little bit too long. Yeah, there's a lot of it's it's not not to the same extent we I think we talked before about the um uh, the uh, quartermass in the pit about the editing quartermass quartermass yeah I knew I knew I got that wrong um about the editing in that and how it kind of stilted and everything just but everything just holds for mm-hmm. a little bit too long and there's there's shots in this where you're like okay okay yeah well united artists really wanted uh chimino to get it down to two hours because then you can play another showing yeah and he refused and and to my mind it's like i don't think that wedding scene needs to be hmm. uh, you know anywhere near as long as it is no you you do get the point you know and you get the point, yeah you get the point pretty quickly which I is th- like well just the you know the, the lives that these people are leaving behind the camaraderie yeah. they have uh, the small town America. I think, I think small uh, town was what, what was. Yeah. What, I think one of the things. I mean, just going back to that Russian roulette thing and the savagery of the Viet Cong and stuff. It's a film I think that wants to explore the American experience of the Vietnam War and doesn't give a fuck about anyone else's experience of the Vietnam War. No, yeah, and and that's why they don't. You know, it, it's it, it, the you know you take the Viet Cong out of it and it wouldn't matter. But the, I mean that that scene needed to be there to make sense for the. You know the the denouement, the the whole thing of him deciding to do this for a living, yeah. uh, as it were, deciding to kind of play Russian roulette with the rest of his life. Uh, it it needed that needed to be the thing that destroyed him, so he could go and and become that person. Yeah. Um, you know, but they don't care about the Viet Cong, the, the, Vietnam, the Vietnamese people. It's not they don't give a toot about that. It it really is about the American experience of the Vietnam War. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, and and. And it, which means it's not as deep an exploration as it thinks it. it no, is, it's no, think. it's not. It does it does crawl up its own hole a little yeah. a, a, a little bit throughout it. And but I don't think I don't think until maybe I was going to say until recently, but maybe not even now that 
a lot of America wants to delve too deeply into no, the no, other the, side the, of the, the, the Vietnam other, War. The other, the other person in a conflict is always is always the worst possible savage and enemy and never a human yeah. being. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the big question for America in the Vietnam War is should there have been a Vietnam War? Yeah. 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 And sh- should we have gone there in the first place and, you know, basically you know, taken a, a highly technologically advanced society warfare into basically a lot yeah. of peasants, you know, yeah. and, and bomb the shit out of them. Uh, and then get their asses handed to them, and that was kind of, you know, that that's that's the that's the narrative of Vietnam for Americans. It's like we were beaten by people we should not have been beaten by. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas from the outsider looking in, it's just like this was completely unnecessary. You yeah. shouldn't have gone there in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's whenever you brought this up, you kind of brought it up as being like the big three. You know, platoon. Yeah. Deer Apocalypse Hunter and Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Uh, for me, Apocalypse Now will always stand as like a, just a groundbreaking piece of art. Yeah, and Platoon is a personal account. You know, it it's Oliver Stone sort of who who never quite got over his t- his time in Vietnam. Yeah, he made three films about it. Um, Deer Hunter is is kind of the odd one out for me in that it's it's not a film that survived very well over the years. It's kind of it is a bit hackneyed for me. Yeah, and it's, and it's been bit, on it's been unraveled. Yeah, yeah, for what it actually is. Yeah, it's 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 portentous when it doesn't need to be, and it's it's untruthful when it when it shouldn't be. Um, and I think the other film you probably should have included was Full Metal Jacket, but you have you have I seen think that one. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd a, lo- seen a the lot Muppet of version. Sorry, I'd seen the Muppet version. The Muppet <laughs> version. I mean, the next film that that. Uh, Chimino made after that was Heaven's Gate, which is a famous money suck. I, I would and say we we talked as well. Um, I think about the other film that we watched in the classics about using split, um, split, split diopter, camera, split focus yeah. Diop- diopter, and he used he used a lot of that in that. And in, in I mean that that that's Chimino, Chimino that's used that in the film as well. And I was suddenly very conscious of it because we yeah. talked about it before. That is very uh, that is of the time yeah. though. Diopter shots back. I mean, this, this film was nineteen seventy something. Seventy eight. Seventy eight. Like that is a very for me that is a very sixties and seventies yeah. filmmaking technique, and I hate every instance that it's ever been <laughs> that I've ever seen of it. Um, I it just it's one of those things that reminds me that I'm watching a film. Yeah. I mean, the other notable thing about the Deer Hunter is it's the last screen performance of John Cazale, who is one of the great actors of American cinema, and he only made five films, and every single one of those films was, I think, nominated for best film. Mm. Uh, and he's he was Mel Streep's partner, so Mel Streep and Bob De Niro both basically uh, said they were going to walk out of the film if they didn't keep him in because he was dying of cancer at the time. So right, okay, he died. He never got to see the film finished, uh, but like he was Fredo in the Godfather films, and he was he was in the conversation, and he was in the Dog Day Afternoon, and every film he's in was fantastic. Every performance he ever gave was fantastic. Who was who was he in Dog Dog Day Afternoon? He was the other hold up guy. Uh, him and Al Pacino. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just—it's been that long since I've seen it. I couldn't see his fucking picture's face. So, like, you know, there's a, there's a really good documentary out there about about John Cazale. I can't remember the name of it. We'll find it on YouTube. Put a link in. But yeah, he's a just phenomenal actor who never got to be never. as, as yeah. huge a, of a screen icon as he should have been. Yeah. But yeah, so are we going to nominate another classic? I yeah, I have I have no. I mean, we'll we'll talk about which ones we want to we want to pick. But there's a film. I've been thinking about. I was chatting to a couple of friends of mine, um, uh, Gordon Rennie and, and um, Emma Baby were over for Oma Comic Con. We were chatting about 
ideas for stories. And one of the things I'd suggested was uh, the story we were talking about. And I thought, well, let's throw an element of this film, which is a, a, a film I saw when I was really young. And it kind of stuck with me. It's such a great core idea. And I kind of thought, well, this is the sort of thing that, like Seven Samurai, such a great core idea. It can translate to lots of different things. It can become, yeah. it can become a Western, become a sci-fi, become all these different things. And it's a film that was called 36 Hours, uh, which has James Garner in it as a U.S. officer who's been briefed on all the D-Day invasion plans and uh, knows exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And uh, the Nazis know that he knows all this stuff. Uh, and what happens is he, he gets involved in something. I can't remember exactly how it happens, but he gets knocked out and wakes up, and it's six years later, and he's in a uh, uh, an American uh, hospital, and they're trying to debrief him. They're explaining to him that he's had memory problems and he can't remember lots of stuff and you know he doesn't remember most of the, yeah, any of the last six years and he's, he's suffering from amnesia and stuff and they are basically trying to debrief him about how d-day went and it turns out that they are nazis and it's not six years later and the war is still going on and he has no idea about this now it's not a spoiler because it's about that it's about do the nazis get away with it does he f- he discover what's going on and, and you know how does it all play out? That's the that's the core of the story. But it's a really fucking great idea. The, the idea that you know you you're you're being tricked into thinking that you're in a in a different situation. So it's a great little core idea. That's so a great. Which, I mean, played, from what I remember, played out film. in uh, Mission Impossible recently. Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. D- I haven't seen Mission Impossible. <laughs> is is that a thing I need to see? It's from the start of the film. Yeah, oh, is it's, 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 okay. it's very, very, very early it's, on. Yeah, it, it, the, I think it's one of those ideas. I think it's probably been strip mined for episodes of Star Trek, and and I remember it happening in uh, was it Alias as well, where Ricky yeah. Gervais was a played a spy, and they kind of said, you know, you know, you've been captured, and uh, yeah, you know, the wars, you know, you've been in a coma for six months, and the wars. Oh, right, this yeah, is it's over, over, so, so we were debriefing. You know, yeah. By the way, what was the plan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. You know? Yeah. So, but that, that and it, that it's weirdly all based on a real Dal short story, right? Okay. So, so I, that's my that's my thro- that's what I'll throw up. Uh, okay. For, uh, offer up. I bet you no one else has thought of anyone. Anything? No, I've, I, I have. Oh, I you have one. one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's yours? Um, it's uh, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I don't really have much of a um, uh, knowledge of Hitchcock movies, and it's the. F- 50th anniversary 40th anniversary of vertigo okay okay um and they've just done a what i've heard is a gorgeous 4k restoration um of vertigo and it was it was shown uh introduced by uh, brian henry martin at the strand cinema on thursday night okay um and i've never seen it so i figured it's, it's since the anniversary uh it would be a good time to to watch it vertigo is an excellent film There's okay no arguments with that um my suggestion is Going even older than that, uh, it's a. It's, a it's film. about a train going through a tunnel. It's a Michael Powell. Um, it's a Powell and Pressburger film called okay. "The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp." Okay. Which everyone always remembers uh, the other film, which uh, no, I, th- I thought you were going. No, never mind. Go ahead. Which is a matter of life and death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is the life and death of Colonel Blimp, uh, and it's basically, it's uh, it follows the, the the life of this one particular colonel in the British Army. As he looks back on his involvement in the Boer War and the First World War and the Second World War, mm-hmm. and it kind of skips through his life and the loves that he had in his life at the time, but and it turns out it's his sled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of the most beautiful films 
I've ever seen. Well, here's a commitment I'm going to make because I don't always do this, but I will watch whatever film we're talking about. I will actually watch it, not just sit and pay attention to it while I'm working. (laughs) I'll take two or whatever three hours it is and actually try and watch it on a big TV. Okay. But there is there's some fantastic performances in it from Roger Livesey, and then there's there's a there's Anton Anton Wahlberg plays a German that he mm-hmm. meets before even the First World War, and he has, sort of has this, this lifelong sort of friendship with mm. throughout even the wars that they're on the opposite sides of, and he gives an absolutely incredible performance. But um, yeah, that's my suggestion. Well, I, I mean, I'm happy to defer to either of your choices. Um, I, my preference is the Pile and Pressburger one because I love A Matter of Life and Death so much, but I've never seen that film. So, and I, I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen Vertigo at some point. Although, you know, yeah, I've and seen I, Vertigo I think a Hitch- lot. Yeah. And I, but I do love it dearly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's maybe my favorite Hitchcock film. Okay. Um, well, I don't look, don't look at me to, uh, to make the judge. No, I, why? I, why would we ever? Because I, I picked the last one. So technically, I should be. No, no, no. You picked the. We had. There were three. There have been three classics picked, and you picked the last one. But that was the third of the three classics, which means we've not all had. We're not all back in. So we're back to, to square um, one. I to be honest, I can watch Vertigo myself. We don't need to die. We don't need. <laughs> don't need to die. We, we can always return to it. Uh, don't need to die. Yeah, okay, well, don't need to die. Like, I'm. I. Uh, kind of in, I'm, no, I'm kind of interested in by both of them, but uh, I. I can't tell you if the film I re- I'm suggesting is any good. Okay, I, I, it's been so long since I've seen it, right? I remember it being... Like, it sounds like you I really want to watch awesome. The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. No, so. no, I remember, I remember the film being awesome. I remember it sticking... Lodge, it's lodged so permanently in my brain that it's like, oh, yeah, because it's such a brilliant idea. that, And I feel like, you know, if I sat and watched it, it might turn out to be a terrible B-movie. It was remade in 1989 in a straight-to-video thing called... I think it's called Breaking Point, and it is. F- I mean, based on the trailer I've seen, it's fucking awful. <laughs> so you know, I, so you, you and but but the cast is great, and in, in, in this, it's um, what do you call him? The guy from the Time Machine, the Irish actor from the Time Machine, um, plays. Uh, Call me. No, 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 no. From the from the nineteen from the from the, the from the yeah. Uh, R- Rod something. Rod Sterling. No, not Rod Sterling. No, I have forgotten the name. Um, I'll find out the guy's name. Um. But, yeah, I mean, the cast is great, but I can't honestly say if the film will be good. All right, well, let's watch Blimpy Boy. I I, I would love for you to see it because it's one of those films that I've been, I harp on about a lot. uh, And I always try to get people to watch it. And anyone who ever has watched it with me is just like, why is this film not, like, as famous as A Matter of Life and Death? Yeah. To be honest, I haven't even seen A Matter of Life and Death. Really? No, I know we've talked about it a lot on the show. Um, well, not necessarily this incarnation of the show, but we talked about it a lot in previous seasons or Sunnyside comics. But uh, I've, yeah, I've never seen it. Well, whenever I make uh, Colonel Blimp available to you, yeah, I will also make a matter of life and death. Okay, they're they are a great one-two punch of okay. of why Powell and Pressburger were the premium or the the premier uh, filmmaking duo of Britain in the nineteen sort of nineteen forties and fifties. Okay, um, and why they've left such a mark on cinema. Yet, um, they're largely forgotten. They don't. The people don't talk about them the way they do about Hitchcock or, yeah. or uh, you know, John Ford, people like that. You know, because the movies are quintessentially British, uh, and um, they're they're wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful films. So. Okay. 
All right. Do so we have uh, Do we have a pick of the week? Yeah, well, my pick of the week is um, the Good Vibrations, uh, the uh, life story of Terry Hooley that's on in the Lyric Theatre at the moment. Um, I, I it's it's going to be on for a while actually. So you evergreen content. If you're listening to this, <laughs> <a few laughs> well, years like, I mean, first of all, there's a film of it, right? Yeah. So the film's quite good fun as well. Um, but second of all, I think it's going to be big. I, th- I mean, I mean proper big. I think this. Uh, they took the the guy who wrote the the film, the screenplay, then sort of wrote the the stage play. But the stage Which is play a weird order to do things in. Well, yeah, but the the stage play is much more of a musical. But but uh, you know the, the music is much more embedded in in the thing, and I could see it being remade as a musical film. You yeah. know, I, 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 because I, I now the film does have a lot of music in it, but this is more kind of it's not the the um, the cast sing all the way through it, but it's not like they're singing to each other like it's a it's a yeah. musical. The, the yeah. music is just well integrated in the, into the thing. So I, I could see, I mean I could see this going to Broadway and stuff. And the night we were there, it was still early previews. There was a stand ovation that night, and there had been a stand ovation like from the get go. I think, um, and and it's a big. It's a big cast, given that um, it actually probably requires more of a cast even than it's got, but but it's got quite a big cast, and so there's clearly a lot of money poured into it. They they're expecting big things from it, but I I mean I could easily see it going on to Broadway and stuff. It's it's a really good show, um, and it's it's based on Terry Hooley, Terry Hooley who discovered the undertones and and um, if you listen to Terry, he basically invented punk. <laughs> well, if if yeah, I mean I I don't th- I don't think that's what Terry would say, but I think he'd be happy enough to go along with that <laughs> terry's quite the local character of northern ireland everyone yeah i'm pretty sure everyone has a terry hooley story at some point um my connection to terry hooley specifically is that uh the the comic shop that john mccray and fred collier's friend opened in the mid in the sort of 1988 uh which got me back into reading comics and the one i work I, I actually worked for them on a monday uh uh for a f- uh, like a couple of years was in the back of Terry's record shop. It right. was a, sm- a spare room that he had. Uh, John and Fred would buy records off Terry, and they said they were going to open a shop. And Terry went, "I have a spare room there if you want to use it." So, in some ways, if I mean, he's he's probably you know you could argue that he's the f- the grandfather of the Belfast comics industry. You know, as much as the Belfast punk scene. Uh, well, you much know. like the X Men, he's also a Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot made of of the spelling of his name, which is Terry with an I, and 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 the, you know he says this is when I finally became Terry with an I. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and it's it's really interesting, fun, funny. Um, I probably will go and see it. Actually, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's I'm, good. I am it's interested going to see it. in seeing it. Yeah, and the, and the I mean they 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 sign the show off with a song, right? At you know the the, the they sign it off with Teenage Kicks, oh. and and you kind of go of out feeling, yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I don't, I, I feel like one of the things it doesn't really say in it is, I mean, it paints definitely a picture that Terry is not, you know, he's a bit of a fuck up, really. That's the that's the impression you're left with. It's somebody who's maybe hearts in the right place with when, if their brain isn't necessarily uh, in the right place either, or their yeah. business sense isn't there. And you Google it and and you find out that Terry's good vibration shop is opened and closed eleven or twelve times. It's kind of, <laughs> uh, you know, he's a he's a 
he's a funny guy. I I think um, yeah. interesting guy. He's he's um, a, he is the very definition of a local legend. Yeah, and tell tell us what happened. To your anecdote you you told us earlier before we were. Uh, it's not. Quick. I mean, it's not my anecdote. It's well. It's well. One night I went to pick up the wife, the ex-wife at a at the OES Center, which is a club downtown. It's a actually it's not a club. It's a it's a music hub center. And she was standing outside. She'd been kicked out for throwing a pint over Terry. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not sure why she threw a pint over I me. Mean, oh, yeah, I don't she... think you need to explain this. I am. Pre- <laughs> I'm, I am pretty sure that, that like all you have to do is if uh, complete the sentence. Uh, Karen threw th- threw a pint over X, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and well, maybe not X. Terry, Terry, uh, Karen met Terry Hooley, and then what threw happened next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the following day or the day after that, we uh, we went down to good, good vibrations. To she wanted to apologize to him, and she said, and he said, "Not to worry, love. It's the most rock and roll thing that's happened to me in twenty years." <laughs> we we like, one of the things before we went in to see the show, because my wife is from Cornwall, I moved over to Belfast when she was about sixteen, so she's no idea about Terry Hooley or any of that stuff. And I said, I mentioned that I vaguely know him, and that's from the comic shop stuff. And I said, and and he told me, you know, we were in a. Uh, I, th- I think I'd gone to a house party or something when I was about 20 and Terry was there uh, and he told me or someone told me about the anecdote of him and the time he met uh, John, John Lennon. Lennon and punching yeah. John Lennon and I said but like uh, I didn't tell Annette what the story was but I, I did say to her look you know Terry uh, you know I Terry met John Lennon and, and she said, but it's such an uh, such a, a well known story that I think he tells it to everyone yeah Soon as the play starts, there's a bit in it where Terry Terry Hooley, the, the actor playing Terry Hooley, stands up and goes, "Did I tell you about that time I met John Lennon?" <laughs> and everyone's going, "Oh, not again, Terry!" <laughs> <laughs> and that recurs through the, the play, so it's quite funny. It's quite funny. So I mean, fe- I mean for you, the, the lyric is literally across the road. You the, yeah, the lyrics are very close. The other thing as well is I think um, it's a play about Belfast at that time in the in the late seventies, and you kind of forget how awful it really was yeah, how I mean, bleak it was yeah. yeah how bleak it was and, and you know how punk probably was this incredible burst of colour and and kind of two fingers up to everything that was going on well yeah I um, mean you're up against the sort of the background of the show band scene yeah, which was yeah, this really yeah. anodyne sort of I mean it's it's unique to Ireland yeah in, in that you had these sort of groups of bands that travelled around the country playing covers of local of, of well known hits in dance yeah. halls you know yeah and that was that was li- local live music. Yeah. And then along comes these punk bands playing their own music loudly, badly. Yeah. In, in a lot of cases, for more of a youthful audience. But and, and you know, with a, an irreverence for the political situation and an irreverence for the notion of political divide. Yeah. There's a, there's a little bit in the play where where a soldier stops Terry in the band that he's with, and he goes, "Right, lads, where he's from? And uh, which part of Belfast are you from?" And and they go, "North, south, east, west." And he's like, "Going what?" He's like yeah. you're Catholics and Protestants, what? And it's kind of yeah, that would have been. I mean, it, it seems a bit it's stagey because it has to be stagey, but that is what it would have been like. There would yeah. have been a very clear distinction. If you're from West Belfast, you're only going to be hanging out with people from West Belfast. That's just the way of it. Um, so yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great show. It's a brilliant show. I think uh, really enjoyed so it. So if international listeners would like to go to see the well, li- you the can, if you're an international theater. listener and you're interested, you can watch the film. There's a yeah. there's a great there's a just as good a film. Uh, called Good Vibrations, which and uh, the, the guy who played 
uh, Terry Hoolian that then went on to be in Game of Game Thrones. Of Thrones. He's yeah. the he's the guy with one eye. Richard Dormer. Yeah, yeah, Richard Dorner. Uh, and he's really good. And also um, the girl who's playing Doctor Who, uh, she's his girlfriend. Uh, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whitt- Whittaker plays Ruth, uh, Terry's girlfriend, uh, or Terry's wife, I think, in, in the film as well. So it's actually, if you go back and, and watch that film, and you'll see this cast that are now going on to bigger things. Um, but it's a really good film as well. Yeah. you know. So I'd recommend that. That's my recommendation. Scott. My pick of the week is an audiobook. I kind of d- stumbled down a bit of a YouTube rabbit hole. Um, I was watching <laughs> clips of comedians and it st- happened across this clip from 8 out of 10, Cats Does Countdown. Mm-hmm. One, one of the funniest shows on TV. It's, I it's think, very, actually. very good. Yeah, it's very good. But I, I don't know what the setup to this clip is. I think th- they'd asked everybody to write a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came. The, the clip was only two and a half minutes long. We'll link it in the in the notes. Um, you and won't. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a poem read, written and read by Johnny Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking and funny mm. and really really beautiful i just thought that just i know johnny vegas and that doesn't that didn't mesh with no, me I, I didn't I, I i the thing with johnny vegas is it's johnny vegas is the pagliacci clown yeah, yeah you know yeah. I, 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 he's always, always been sort of pathos yeah there's there's something there's always been something about johnny vegas that goes hey i'm a big idiot i'm a big I, idiot <laughs> well, that's very good <laughs> that is but, good. but also i'm aware of this and i'm really sad and inside. yeah so and that's I, always been there it's always been there in the edge of his humor i think i ended up kind of just stumbling down that a johnny vegas rabbit hole and i found out that he wrote a book mm-hmm. um, and that johnny vegas a isn't his real name and b yeah. is <laughs> Is but it's not him. Yeah, Johnny Vegas is an entirely his entire persona. Yeah. Um, his name is Michael Pemberton. Yeah. Um, well, John, the first time I saw Johnny Vegas, it was on one of those I love the nineties shows. Yeah, and he was wearing like a, it was a whole. It was not just I'm Johnny Vegas. That's my name. It was you know the outfit and everything was was obviously stagey and obviously a, ca- a yeah. character. Yeah. Um, um. So he's written a book called Becoming Johnny Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just. A very beautifully written, very painfully honest mm. account. It's not uh, just this is my life story about me getting famous, and yeah. it's about how and why he ended up the way that he did, yeah. and why that he has this kind of inner voice yeah. that 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 tries to that tries to get out and kind of wreck things. Yeah, um, it's it's really really good, and the fact that he reads it, um, he reads the audiobook. Yeah, um, is very. Uh, okay, uh, it's very good. Um, I just uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed going back and looking at his um his stand up. And there's a there's a good um is it his name Richard Herring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does the Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Yeah, and he just brings on comedians and they talk for an hour and a half, two hours. It's a very good episode of that yeah. with Johnny Vegas. On Johnny it. Vegas, big two thousand AD fan. He was wearing in one of the interviews I saw. He was wearing a two thousand AD t shirt, and then in another one he was wearing a Lion Cat from uh, from, oh, yeah, from Saga. From Saga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there we yeah, go. so he's a big comic fan. So Johnny, yeah, uh, becoming Johnny Vegas. All right. Uh, mine is going to be a quick uh, tech pick. Um, from Tech Corner. From Tech Corner. So a lot of the time I get called out by just random punters to fix the Wi-Fi in their house. <laughs> and a lot of the time 
And just as you walk past the house. Well, hey, hey, can you can you fix our Wi-Fi? <laughs> well, you look like you know your way around a router. Come on. <laughs> Come on, have a route run here. <laughs> so there's a um there's an awful lot of people out there with very big houses. An awful lot of rich people with big houses, but they still got one little router in the in the oh, corner. Oh, I love that. That's my favourite thing. And well, my favourite thing is when very, very wealthy people don't understand their computer equipment. Well, yes. And they have the most expensive things in the world, but yet set the resolution so wrong. I might as well get like... the best one <laughs> yeah. for typing my letters to my son once a month. <laughs> so um, they always have these gigantic houses that are really solidly constructed, and they wonder why their Wi-Fi uh, router that's tucked away in the corner of one and doesn't pick up at the far end. Yeah. Um, I have just now defaulted to offering to suggesting the exact same product every single time, and it always fixes the issues, which is BT Whole Home Wi-Fi, and it is these three discs that create a mesh network. Oh right, so you okay. Plug, yeah. You plug the, the the first one into your router. Yeah. You, you log into your router, turn off its Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and you, you use the BT Whole Home app. It's that you're not having a hiccup. It's a BT. Whole Home. 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 Now, terrible name for a product. Now, do, do you need BT? No. Okay, so it doesn't matter. This who thing does not give a shit. Okay, and does it matter if your internet provider are wanky and won't let you use extra, like uh, third-party routers? Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Okay, all you do is log into your router, turn off its Wi-Fi. Yeah, and this becomes the Wi-Fi. And how much is it? Um, you can currently buy this set for one hundred and seventy pounds. One hundred and seventy pounds, and it a bit pricey. But having said that, I have, I have like one, two, three, four different little things all through the house yeah and and so i've got like four different wi-fi networks and every time a kid moves one of my sons moves from one room to the other they've got to change the wi-fi change the, network yeah. they're on well to. what this does is creates a single unified network across the whole house mm-hmm. um you know it, it, the way it used to be is you know you always put lots of wi-fi uh, base stations around the house and they all generally you could give them all the same um network yeah. name and password yeah but as far as your devices are concerned, these are all separate networks. Yeah. yeah, they're all they're all the same LAN, but they're all individual Wi-Fi networks, yeah. and your device doesn't know to switch from one to the other. But on a mesh network, the the devices control the, they they steer devices to the strongest one, and they they just hop from one to the other. So, um, yeah, if you've got a big house and especially one that's got a lot of sort of heavy construction in it. Thick walls. Thick, thick walls. Yeah. That's what I have. I only have one router in my house, and it's on the top floor. Yeah. And that's why the internet you, you can, in I my... I have this weird you, idea You can buy head. a set of this with, with just two discs. You can add discs to it as the... Just how much is it just two discs? Uh, I think it's maybe 120 quid. 139. Oh, see, that's... 139. 139. Yeah. See, so... But the, the three-disc set is quite a good deal. Whenever, whenever they first brought it to market, it was 300 quid. A single add-on disc is 80 quid. So if you're buying, but I would only, I, I would only really need. To, well, you'd plug one into your router at the top. Is it floor, better? Is it better to in. have a router like if you've got one router? You're a clever man. Is it better to have it at the top floor because Wi-Fi signals fall, or is it better to have it at the bottom floor because Wi-Fi signals go up <laughs> and defy gravity? Well, I, do, I keep thinking they fall better than they go my, up. My problem is a lot of the routers that they give you uh, in, uh, you know, your ISP gives you, yeah. you cannot see what actual configuration the aerials are in yeah usually they're kind of the way aerials work it's a kind of misconception about them is that they radiate outwards yeah from the from the body at, at a, a what would you call it uh, tangential 
well, not tangential, uh, uh, a 90 degree, 90 degree angle. So yeah, tangential. From, from, from the direction it's pointing. Yeah. So Wi Fi does not shoot out the end of these aerials. Yeah, yeah. So if you were at the top floor and you wanted to project the Wi Fi downwards, you'd have, maybe sometimes have to set this router on Absolute, its face yeah. down. But you can't tell because it's just a box. Yeah. Um, now, these. Why di- I try that whenever I go home? These hmm. things are discs, so they, you know. They've got a it's round. They have thing, a. Yeah. Yeah, and all, they expand out, so presumably if they are. They they don't go underneath. The signal doesn't go underneath. Which would so if yeah. you were if it was held flat against the wall, it wouldn't be behind it so much, no. would it? But the the setup app is brilliant mm-hmm. in that you you know you stand beside the first one and it says great signal. Now go to where you think the next one should be, and I'll t- and, and the app tells you how strong the signal is yeah. there from the from the first. All disc. right, okay. And then it tells you, look, this isn't great. Move closer, find yeah. a closer spot, and it tells you you're in a great spot. Plug it in here. And then you can move to the next spot, and basically it just creates a really good network between all. So you, the so you need to have one basically beside your router. You need the first yeah. one needs to go beside. The first one just gets has an Ethernet plug that plugs. Although in the right you around. say beside your router, you could you could I mean you, if you have a long enough cable, it could be anywhere. Like if the if the if the things in yes. a dodgy spot, you could move yeah. it to somewhere you could that's run slightly better along yeah. along yeah. the cable. Yeah. But it, it, what it I comes with three. It comes with three. And will my uh, will my router still work with things like home plugs? Yeah. So the the it just turns off the Wi-Fi in the router. Not it, it doesn't turn off the Wi-Fi at all. I mean, if you if you don't go in and turn off the Wi-Fi yourself, then you end up, you'll end up two you'll, you'll Yeah. Up so, two but but it's only but the router doesn't become essentially done. No. The, the, your router's still your router. Yeah. Okay. It's just not a Wi-Fi router. Once okay. you turn off the Wi-Fi, sure. And you're letting these things manage the Wi-Fi yeah. for you. Um, it's a great product. It's I know a lot of people roll their eyes and go, "I'm sure I've already got Wi-Fi." But if you've got a big house. You need yeah. something to kind of. Well, that's the thing. My, da- my, I'm just thinking about my dad. They they built their own house, and it's all basically on one story. And yeah. the router that they got from Sky is in the utility room, but it won't stretch to the living room. It's not a particularly big house. Yeah, it's just that the router is a a mixture of sorry, excuse me, a mixture of all concrete walls. Do and they a have shit router? Do they have like um, an attic they can get into? Uh, they do have an attic they can get into. But yeah. do they? Is it, is it floored or is it, do they use that at all? Like for no, I don't think so. Because if they had plug sockets up there, you could plug these things across the top of the house, and the Wi-Fi would. Oh, it just comes down. Yeah. Oh, which oh, means cool. they're kind of invisibly. Yeah, you can, yeah. at that point. Yeah, but it's just like that. It, that's and my I've tried. I've tried to set up. I gave him one of my Apple Airport Express yeah. boxes to try and and carry the signal to try and use that between that and a home plug and and boosting the signal along but it just sees it as two separate networks yeah um and it's a mesh now there are other there are other mesh network products out there i haven't used any of them i mean netgear have one called orby uh unify have one called amplify they're all pretty much the same principle and i would imagine they pretty much all work the same as well but um, that's the the one you've used and the bt one i've used and with a bit of configuring and, and walking about and kind of find the good spots i've not had a failure yet and yeah. every single customer has been really really happy with them yeah. okay all that right okay sweet. that's our show okay we'll so see you all we'll see you next week uh sorry if this is a bit of a longer one than normal it's coming in at uh about an hour and a half so yeah it's your own fault for subscribing it is. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into so we'll see you next week bye, bye. there's a dark and a troubled satellite